Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn. Giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love and love, no need to waste it. You can never tell why don't you take it. You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm just ducky. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> That's no all. But. There's no No, I'm fine. You're fine. fine. Okay. Yes. I, as I, you know, have just looked at the number of days in the past seven that I have spent time taking my husband to various doctor's uh, appointments yeah. and testing and all the other kind of junk. And, you know, you just say... I wonder what people do who don't have a spouse to schlep them around to do all these things. Mm, well, but volunteers. Yeah, I guess. Friends. I guess. Children. And I've had some friends help me out too, which has been really tremendous. So anyway, um, everything's fine. We're all good. We're both good, and. We're doing okay, so Yay. that was good to find out all that business. Mm-hmm. And Patrick went with uh, Mr. Meyer last night I to, know, the to the game, baseball game, and they had fun, fun, fun. They did, and he enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. And he was exhausted by the time he really? came. Really? Oh, well, Meyer said he had to leave early because he was Patrick was cold. Well, I said, he was cold. Didn't he, he have was, a coat? It's all he. Yes, he but said that's yes, all he but he still about. said he was well, cold. Well, you know, he's on blood thinners, I, so I that's know. what makes it a little bit more difficult. But he um, did enjoy it but he was exhausted because we had a three-hour stint in the afternoon with um neurologist and that prevented him from having his nap yeah okay so therefore and he didn't have the ball game i hope no i don't know i think he stayed awake didn't he i think he did (laughs) probably because he was cold yeah that's right yeah but he uh he was good so when he came home he was very happy uh, he had gone, and he enjoyed it very much, but that's all he kept saying. I just can't get rid of this chill. I don't know what to do. I said, well, go upstairs and get It was a little cooler, bed. yeah, last night. It's it was. It's a little cool today. Yep, but um, that's nice. Did he? Did Meyer happen to tell him that we were the big losers at the, uh, you know, you live here, you should know it at the Historical no, Society he didn't. the other he night? he may have, but Patrick didn't yeah, remember. Big but, losers. Yeah, so how, did, how so big was the loss? It was Meyer and I and Li- Michael, uh, Michael and uh, My- Meyer and me. Michael Gilmartin. And I said, what, what am I saying there? I don't know. Um, Michael Gilmartin and and um, Nada. And the th- four of us were on the team for the Historical Society. Michael on the team that won last year. Oh. And so 
and it must be the west side in me, but I am the absolute sorest loser going. <laughs> I mean, not that I say anything or feel anything about po- people who win, but f- I, ta- I, f- I don't like the feeling for, for me. So I'm just such a sore loser. Okay. Um, and at least I can admit it. And so it, w- the questions were like, I don't know, these, God bless these kids um, from Riverside and Valley View, and they do it every year. God love them. And it's like a Jeopardy thing, but it's, you know, you you, you have know the answer or you don't. There's no, mm-hmm. it used to be multiple choice. There is none now. Oh, there yeah, is No, no. And so it's, it's hard because if you don't know, you think you know a lot, but you really don't when you're there. And they were just the most... Uh, difficult questions. None of us. I mean, we're, and so, I mean, we did get obviously some right, but it just was so frustrating because I'm like, Ugh. and we were bumped out of our, th- we were in the third game show. Yeah. And because the other team who was playing against stuff n- never showed, the entire team just never showed. I don't know who they are, wow. but they never showed up. So we had to be bumped out of our spot. So you kind of lose one momentum because we were up there and then we had to come back down and then we were on our way back and then another someone else came. So we were up and down three different times. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of lose your mojo kind of because you're like ready to go and then it's been. So and, and I'm thinking I every answer that was on the team we were supposed to be on. We knew. We're like, oh, God. So anyway, but but it was so much fun, and the kids do such a great job. So hats off to the Riverside and the Valley View kids, high schoolers, for putting this together and for the Lackawanna Historical Historical (laughs) Society. Because they do it every year, and it's a lot of fun. It was at Montage, as I told you, and we had fun. Um, So we put ourselves out to look like fools, and it was taped on ECTV. So if you could see my face, you'll see that I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, But anyway, we had fun. That's good. Yeah. It's really funny. So, what else uh, have you done in the course of the week? Mm. You were out a lot. Yeah, way too much for my liking. But, um, yeah, just, we had, just, there's too many to name. Too many things going well, on. Well, we uh, took a trip to our house at the lake on Sunday of last week, last weekend. And, um just before the rains started but i i was amazed at how that outside the property outside had survived the winter because it was pretty brutal Uh, but the nice part was you see all the little things popping up and blooming and the azalea and all that other kind of wonderful stuff that it's just it, it what amazes me about it is even though there was no fall cleanup formally that we usually do we didn't do it last mm-hmm. year so all the grasses had grown wild and crazy the tall grasses and all that stuff but we had some people come up who cleaned out everything and cut the grasses and made it look much better than it had been and it just amazed me that without any any nourishment at all which usually that's part of the fall cleanup is you put nutrients into the soil and you know pack it in so that when it starts to bloom it's great you could tell the difference between years when we've done that and years when we haven't and yet still those things pop up and they bloom it just amazes me nature at its best it's great and i think this is the time now this week 
and um, next week when all the fawns will be born. Uh-oh. And so it, it, I have mixed feelings about it because you see them, you can hear them crying. They're just like <gasps> little kids. You know, they, they cry oh. and they carry on for their mom. And they all know exactly who belongs to who. And the, that's the good part is to see them. They're no bigger than a dog when they're born. They really are just precious. And they grow so fast. By the end of the summer in August, they will have lost their spots. Yeah. And they will be normal Normals. size. But then the other part that I don't like about it is invariably one or more of them will be on the side of the road. I know. Because they just don't know what is a car. They don't get that. Mm -hmm. And so if mom wasn't there to help them, um, that's the part I hate. It just breaks my heart. Or come November. Yes. Oh, well, those other. Right. Then the other characters. But they they can't touch them because they have to have a certain number um, of, what are they, um, Antlers or something. I, well, I'm just, there is, they can't, whatever kill it them. is. I don't even, I just, I don't like it. So, um, but they're so cute because we saw a family of them a couple times when we were, as I call, as Bambi on the meadow, they were standing <laughs> there. Right. Is that your, um, what is that, your septic mound or that's something? That's not ours. That's well, actually from the one up above us. Um, what is it? I can't, I don't know why I can't remember the name. The big development that's behind us up the mountain, that's okay. theirs. And actually, when we went there last weekend, the entire thing was dug up. There's a why? big hole. I guess they had to replace it. So what are the deer going to go on? I don't know. They were floating around. I saw okay. them. Okay. They're around. But I love those babies with the spots, though. But this is when they're born, the last oh. two weeks of May. Okay. So, so. it's coming up. Yep. Well, take some pictures, will you, I for will. me? Because they will. are so cute. Or unless we're up there, we'll try to look ourselves, it, ourselves. Well, yes. And we know okay. where they live. You know where they live? Yes, we do. We know where their nest is. It's um, There's a swimming pool there in that complex. Yes. Behind the swimming pool, there are a bunch of big, tall pine trees. And that's where they live at the base of the pine trees because the needles are there to keep them warm. Wow. That's so, we've seen them there. Who are you, Marlon Perkins? Yes, or? I am. <laughs> no, no And idea. we have our, our finches who are back, who oh, are building so a cute. nest um, on, underneath the porch, uh, the top porch, the one that you love. Yeah. They're, there's some side bars there, and they always build a nest in there. And how about the, the hummingbirds will be around? They so. are there. Are they I, there? Okay. I did not put anything out because I didn't think I could replenish it so i didn't want them to start coming mm-hmm. but i will when we get up there they are those wings move so fast it's unbelievable but that's the thing i mean today i looked out of my window and there was a beautiful red bright 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 red cardinal they're mm-hmm. just i love them. they're beautiful so um but yeah so this is tis the season so um, all the birds will be there i'll plant the flowers in the flower pots and that will bring the, hum- the hummingbirds too they love that and yeah. my um my basil and all the things I usually mm-hmm. plant. This I love summer. it. Love it. That'll be coming up soon. Very soon. Um, and uh, how? What is the mother? The new mother going to do for Mother's Day? Any plans? Um, I don't know for Mother's Day. I'm expecting that they will probably spend that time with um, her, her parents in Long Island, mm-hmm. and then two weeks from then they will be at the lake oh they are yep so it'll be eiler's first time at the lake eiler's first time (laughs) with both sets of grandparents why they're coming to they're coming to and jess and and uh 
What's his name? Oh, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Ah, <laughs> oh. yes. So it'll be really fun to see everybody. Well, so you have your boys around? No, I don't. I have no. Neither one so will be. So what will you do? Soon after they'll be here, though. Um, we're going to Mansour's. They're having a Mother's Day brunch. So the Petersons and their son Jake and his girl Paige and Meyer and I are going to uh, brunch, Mother's Day brunch. And then I, my, Brian, Meyer and I will go over to my sister's that night and spend some time with my sister Barbara and talk about Aunt Cat and RN and do all exactly that kind right. of stuff. As I said, I, I did a post on um, Facebook, I guess it was during earlier this week, that uh, my heart goes out to everybody who has lost their mother in the course of this year. Because I remember it myself when my mom passed, that that Mother's Day is tough. Mm -hmm. It is. It's tough because it's all around the fact that she was the glue that had us all be together yeah. and without that it's a little difficult to keep that going mm -hmm. but then you look at um your own situation and say but now the focus is on me as a mother right and that's a that's still a wonderful thing mm -hmm. and that's what you know there tommy's in europe he left today for almost two weeks and he said you know I let me guess to, where he's going go ahead take a paris step. paris nice <laughs> and london oh yes. yay uh -huh. okay and, then, and when he gets back he's home he's back in san fran a couple days and then he moves east yay so i'm very happy about that yay. and sean is going to um uh, he's going to the shore some part of the shore i can't remember where he told me this week for a couple days some of his buddies from college are getting together and that's where they're going Very so nice. that's where he's so you gotta you know let them be let them be who they are mm -hmm. exactly but they'll call and they'll do their thing that they need to because uh, they were trained yes. properly <laughs> by their mother <laughs> trained but anyway, or raised. So we are going to take a quick break we'll be right back with attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm fine, I think. <laughs> I feel like my brains are scrambled. But anyway... Uh, my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for baby the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a, a, a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us is our guest, our first guest expert of the of this week. Uh, we have attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is a partner with Nichols, Hughes and O'Hara. Hughes, Nichols, Hughes, Nichols and O'Hara. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Got you. it right, baby? Would we like it that way? And there we go. I know. God, he'll say, what are you talking about? Barbara's located at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. She's been practicing family law for 38 years, and God knows she's one of our favorites. So yes. we're about to embark on the conversation that Lynn spoke about a little bit last week, because it's Lynn's favorite subject, not just because she has gray hair, but... Um, gray divorce. Gray divorce. Gray so divorce. Barbara, take it so, away. Um, uh, Lynn had referred this article to me, and 
I wanted to go through the last two um, examples of this and give my contribution to um, what I see in practice. Okay. okay. So the fourth story, since you did the first three last week, mm-hmm. um, this woman saw divorce, the later in life divorce, as being a chance to rebrand herself. She said, my husband did everything for me. I don't know how you get a guy like this. Yeah. So, uh, sewing on buttons, polishing shoes, cooking <gasps> full meals, uh, fixing my bike, making money. So when he announced that he wanted to separate after 40 years of being together, I felt like a heroin addict being denied or fixed. I was unmoored. My husband gamely explained that he had my back and that he cared for me deeply, but he wanted to live, he wanted to live free. So they did that. And unfortunately for him, it cut him off from their children. Um, when I was, um, she had protestations about their 40 year history. And what about the girls? Uh, her husband poo pooed this as being all, all vigor claiming that we'd be so much happier this way and therefore everyone will be happier i don't think he anticipated the fallout our two daughters and most of our friends have not spoken to him since which i find that a lot of times yeah when you have the 30 and 40 year marriage and everybody's used to as a couple yeah the the children i see of those long-term marriages really blame the leaving party the, the one who says, okay, and now I'm done. Because I think you've kind of taken their their whole life foundation away from them. Yeah. You know, mom and dad are here. They were always here for me. They're always a couple. And now dad leaves. And invariably, dad goes and finds a younger woman, mm-hmm. which causes a whole big problem because now it's the, do the kids accept dad's move? Do the kids accept dad's uh, new wife? Or a girlfriend, or, or significant other. Oh, could also have a family of her own. And yes, all that stuff. yes, yeah. and you know what? I I do appreciate the fact that you know why stay in a very unhappy relationship if you are very unhappy. And I do have people come to me from time to time saying, you know, I may only have twenty years left. I don't yeah. want to be this unhappy. Or I had one woman come to me one time and say, you know, I can't stand him now. And as he's getting older and sicker, I can't imagine taking care of him older and sicker because the 20-year age difference looks kind of cute when you were 20 mm-hmm. and he was 40. doesn't look so cute when he's 70 and you're 50. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry to put it like that, but that's how I saw it. Yep. Okay. So she said, I have a deep and abiding anger about what he's done, and I have never opted And I would never have opted to separate at this stage of my life, but I find myself strangely appreciative because she looked at this and said it kind of freed her up. Yeah. But And at the same token, she didn't lose the friends and the children. Mm -hmm. He lost the friends and the Mm -hmm. children. And quite honestly, I think you have to look at a lot of different things when when you're doing these long-term marriage divorces because everything in your life will change. Okay, where you live, how much money you have, how much money you'll have for the future. Um, what about your relationships? You know, if you used to always go out as couples, hey, you're probably not going to do that anymore. Well, you know that song, John, that James Taylor song, it, you know, it used to be my town. It used to be her town, too. It's yeah. the same, right? It's that, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. How do you get a, how do you get a, how do you separate that? when you're when you're used to couples and, and especially now, for a long time long long and, yeah I a mean, lot this, of times hey 
the group doesn't know what to do. Exactly. They may look at this and say, boy, she was wronged and kind of be sympathetic towards her. But are you going to go out as couples anymore and and a fifth wheel or a ninth wheel Uh or... And, I mean, I've talked to people and they'll say, you know, once I divorced, I lost all my friends. Yeah. Because the friends were couple friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the friends were from his work or yeah. whatever. It's not easy. And it, it, it's not easy. Um, so she says, I feel wonderfully freed up to see and be with whatever friends I choose to without censoring myself in order to not antagonize him or cover up for his social awkwardness. And I have a chance to rebrand myself, to remake myself while my health and mind are still good. It is a gift for a change junkie like me. I'm aware that late in life divorce is made hugely more bearable for a couple of reasons. I have more than enough money, which a lot of people don't. Right. But fortunately for her, she had more enough, more than enough money to see herself out in style. I've always enjoyed very good health, and I have deep and meaningful, supportive relationships with my children and friends, so I'm not lonely. And quite honestly, I think that's, that's a tough thing. You know, will you have people that are there and supportive? And I think a, a lot of women find other women that are either also divorced or yep. widowed and start traveling with them, mm-hmm. start going out to dinner with them, <clears throat> and, you know, have a, an active social life. And I think that, that you can do all that, but it always goes back to what, Lynn, you asked me many, many, many years ago when we started this show. Mm-hmm. You said, what advice would you give women who are getting a divorce? Now, that was 10 years ago. I was 48 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me that, and I remember what I said to you. I said, to have a life of your own beforehand, because... The couples thing is great, but you need you need other people for these for these very reasons. Yes. People you can depend mm-hmm. on. If you only know each other in that way alone, that's horrible and hard for the whoever it is for both. Whether you're the one leaving or the one being left, because right. other people are there. And you, I just think you need to diversify your your friends and be have different pockets and groups that are yours alone, because you're going to need that in the end. I that's good that's advice. Healthy. Yeah. Okay, so this woman concludes, one of the most difficult transitions is letting go of my identity as a wife and caregiver. I'm not dating yet, largely because I have a suspicion that many men out there, especially my age, are looking for a caregiver or nurturer to plug into. (laughs) I have no interest in taking on the the tap of caring for someone else new. A nurse or a purse, as they say. Yeah. And you know what? You really have to look at that and say, okay. Uh-huh. What's <laughs> I love it. What's their motivation? Nurse yeah. or purse? Uh-huh. Uh, she concludes. I believe that the most potent examples of love can erupt when two factors coexist: history and intimacy. I don't think one can beat that. I had it with my husband over our years, and I know I will never have a chance to have a full history with someone new, and that saddens me. Which, yeah, you could look at it as uh, I won't have forty years with somebody, but. But Maybe so 10 or 15 good ones are, are, are That's nice. That's I say, yes. Yeah. Because, Barbara, when you're dealing with your clients, I bet you the last thing anybody is saying, now, it could be the person who's leaving and has the girl already or the guy already, but the other person is not worried about who they're going to date again. Are they, for the most part? Typically that is not. A, right. They're not Typically even going not. in that direction. I've had men ask me, well, who's going to do my laundry and who's going to cook yeah, for of me? Of course. Oh, yeah. That's, honest to goodness. Uh-huh. And you look at them and say, that's not a legal question. Yes. I don't have to 
answer that. <laughs> like, not legal I'm, well, I'm that not there I to know. provide for I, your I every just need. I he's seriously asking, oh. like, you're going to come up with an answer. That, uh, that yes, your, your divorce lawyer should come up with who's going to cook your meals now, who's going to do your laundry oh, now. Man. But they do. Okay, so the last one. Stepping out of marriage. I stepped out of my marriage because I realized neither of us would change except to get older. Retirement was not something I was looking forward to. We get married because everyone around us gets married. We raise children because everyone else is raising children. And she said, I felt ignored. I felt that nowhere I, nothing I had to say was of any interest to him. I stopped talking because the minimal amount of exchange was at mealtime. We didn't socialize as a couple because he felt threatened. I felt complete, constantly judged. If I bought a jacket he thought was too young for me, he would tell me. If I did volunteer work, he would ask me why I was doing that. I started second-guessing myself, and I dressed more plainly than I should have. I only went out when it was important enough to withstand the negative comments and clock-watching that would go with it. And that I do see an awful lot of, like, the really? constant monitoring of what are you doing and the constant negative comments. You know what? You don't need to have a comment about your spouse all the time. It's not yours to, to judge. Oh, you're going out shopping. Why are you doing that? You know, and people create their own problems in yeah. saying. Or like, allow it to continue to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Like to well, keep say, answering the questions. Like, don't ask. But quite honestly, even when you say don't ask, if that other person just keeps asking. it Yeah, like, true. Uh, you can't control The them. story never changes. Yeah, right. You know, and it's I just that constant, know. like, oh, yeah, Lori, you'd never be with anybody who's monitoring I, your every minute. I, I, I couldn't stand I get that. it. No, I really could get you, that. Would you, like, really? No. Who would want it? No. And <laughs> you know what? I, my husband and I are very independent. Yes. And then we do things as Completely. a couple. Yes. And you, you don't necessarily say, okay, where were you this minute? Oh. Right. Yeah, and right. if he's saying something to you, you're laughing everything he says anyway. That guy with that man. <laughs> yes, oh, I, I am God, laughing. He's hysterical. Okay. All right. Anyway. So this woman goes on to say, one evening he made a fairly typical negative comment. I yet again said that I don't think it was warranted. He said that maybe we should just go our separate ways. <laughs> I do see this a lot where people who are, like, they've been fighting for years. And then somebody says, hey, why don't we go our separate ways? And the other one says, okay. And the other one says, okay, not really expecting that the offer would be accepted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she said, I took I that it. opening and agreed. No drama, no tears. We just looked at each other and said, maybe we should call it a day. I love it. I think we both realized that we were, were a weight on each other, a barrier to being able to live a good life in our golden years. We get along well now without the daily tension of living with someone who wishes you were different. Deciding to be single after being married for 40 years may not be for everyone, but my home, my home is no longer a cage. It is a place to relax and be myself. I have no regrets beyond perhaps wishing I had done it earlier, which I do see that of people who say wow you know for 30 years he dragged me down i and they have to battle that low self-esteem to have the guts to walk away which is tough mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know what overcoming the inertia of it all is is sometimes very tough but you have to look at this and do the dear abby question of am i, am I better off with them or without them mm -hmm. and always 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 Check to see what your income sources are going to be. Check to see what your Social Security is. Uh, yeah. Check to yeah. see what pension things you have. Check to see health insurance-wise, what are you going to be able to pick up in the event that you leave them? Because your mm -hmm. divorce is not going to last forever. And, uh, you know, you do need health insurance to carry up to 65. So you have to look at those practical things. I'm not saying 
keep yourself where where you are but look at this and say if you're that unhappy there's no reason to be that unhappy right and you have to look at this and say okay fine you know if i'm not working what other sources of income do i have and you know what you have to start taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And there's many, many women in the 30 and 40-year 40, 40 marriages, they don't know what their husband makes. They haven't seen a tax return. They don't know any right. any investments. They don't know what his pension is. They don't know anything. And, like, it's it's me. A lot of times it's me saying, well, I know somebody else, you know, done other divorces for guys that work there and he should have this and he should have that and their eyes get big and say how did you know that i said just past experience that's what they have Mm -hmm. oh well do you know how much that is no we're going to need to find out and you have to ask those questions and yes you didn't play that role in in your married life but now you have to play that role for yourself of taking responsibility of how are you going to take care of yourself like, how much money do you need a month? I always make them go over a budget of what they think they'll need, what their nut is. And, you know, most women come in and say, I want to keep my house. Well, can you afford your house? And they look at you like, why are you asking me that question? It's my house. And you say, but you have to look at this and be practical and say, what does it cost you? Right. You know, what are the maintenance costs? Are you going to want to do the shoveling, the lawn, the whatever? And they look at you like, wow, I never thought about these things. You got to think about mm-hmm. these things. These things are the practical reality of divorcing at your point, your stage in life. So there we go. And if Barbara, if anyone yes. needs to talk to you about this, how do they get in touch with you? I can be reached at 570-344-7171. And my office is located at 1421 East Drinker Street. I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Susquehanna, Wayne, and Wyoming. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you. Thanks for all the good Have a tips. wonderful weekend. And happy Mother's Day, right? It, happy Mother's Day happy to everybody. Mother's. And to your daughter. Happy yeah, Mother's to my daughter Day. and to my 95-year-old mother. Ah, uh, there you go. We'll be yes. right back with Dr. Thank Nicole you. DeNova. You're okay. listening to Laurie Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And with us today is our second guest expert, Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the head honcho, as she calls herself, and surgeon (laughs) at Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yay! (laughs) So what a way I missed you, but I was, um, I saw Tess at your fundraiser that day. I oh, snuck, I didn't even know you snuck I know, in. you were eating, and I didn't so want to buy. sneaky. I was with Lynn, and then, uh, but Tess was, is Sherry, is that her name? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was holding Tess, so I got a smooch. smooch oh, her. that's super cute. Well, I'm, said, glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that there. you saw Miss Tess. Yeah, but yes, I yes. saw Miss Tess. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, well, the event was great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always just, it's such a fun night. I Every year I go, I always come away from there just saying, that was such a great event. You get to see people and relax and have some food and a couple 
couple drinks. Um, the beer that they made for us was lovely. It was like a little shandy, very shandy shandy. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lemonade in there, but it was yummy. I'm not a beer drinker, um, but it was it was very good. And um, I think the weather, you know, had some people stay away. We mm-hmm. seem to have had less people, but we had more baskets and more things donated. And um, I always love hearing the stories afterwards. There were a number of staff members at Cooper's that won some baskets, which always makes me super happy. And I think, what a great place to work when you have these events once a month. You yeah. get to buy yeah. all these raffle tickets. I yeah. think that's fantastic. Uh-huh. So, But it was a really nice event. I think in totality this year, um, I want to say it's somewhere around 2500 or $3,000 for the Angel Fund. Yay. Um, and, that's you know, fabulous. considering that that is just all those proceeds are all from donations. So it's not like, you know, there was a cost to us to buy a basket or make a basket. That was everything was donated. So that's really fabulous that's for the great. Angel Fund. Yeah. So and I won. I, I know you won. You win. Yes, she did. I, I won the basket that was from uh, Friends. Was it, was it called? Friends? Uh, True Friends. True Friends. And it was great all... Great rescue, by the way. It was all stuff that was either for tea or coffee. And some cookies. It was wonderful. <gasps> that I was perfect. in heaven. Well, Tess yes. won a basket, or at she least did? a little thing. Yeah, she won a. Um, Mophie is the company. I actually have a couple of their things in the house for recharging phones, but it's a one of those isolated little rechargers. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you charge it up, and it holds it for a very long duration of time. And then you know, if you're somewhere, you can just pull it out of your purse and plug your phone in, and you've got love it. A charge. So I said, way to go, Tess. <laughs> can use that on your cell phone. Oh, good. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <clears throat> so does she um, know? Does she ever try to use your phone? Oh my gosh, she she will walk up and say phone, iPhone, iPhone. Oh yeah, she. I actually finally because she was she will pick up your phone. She will call people, text people, do all kinds of things to your phone. Yeah, she's two and a half. It is. And when I have heard other people talk about their kids doing this, I've thought, oh. St- Stop that. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, uh-huh. It is absolutely true. Um, I actually... They're like little sponges, those kids. They so smart. To do. I know. Um, I gave her... I had an old iPad mini that I didn't really use, so I cleaned a whole bunch of stuff off of it and gave it to her. And she navigates YouTube like nobody's business and watches wow. all these cartoon videos and songs. And I actually got a little annoyed because... Um, she somehow found this channel that's from like somewhere in Asia and she's watching all these funny cartoons and little kid shows from Asia and it was just I don't know why it was just the music nonstop was annoying me and so I got YouTube off of there uh, uh, last week they're right back I don't know how she did it wow. how she found it what she did but it, it's <laughs> back on the iPad take and that, mom yeah and I downloaded uh, a whole bunch of like you know educational things for her so when we do let her use it it's not my phone mm-hmm. and it's something that she can do that's educational but I'm very strict about not letting her have too much media like that because it it drives me crazy when I go to a restaurant and I watch the family and no interaction they shove it at them they're all sitting on their phones and it's they're waiting for the food to come nobody's speaking Uh uh-huh so I have very strict rules about that kind of stuff so yeah and how about the families that sit there and the uh, the devices are so loud that everyone hears them and it's like I can't stand it who why would you do that my pet peeve is the grocery store 
What? I hate it when you are walking down the aisle in the grocery store and there's somebody just going, bada, 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 and you turn around like they're talking to you and you realize that they're on their phone. On the phone. I can't. And well, I just think, I don't walk and just, talk. So I just grocery shop. Just mm-hmm. get it over with and have a conversation later. Yeah, I don't like it either. So. Or if you're in the checkout lane and you're on the phone and the woman's trying to, and you know, sometimes it happens, but just yes. to have lengthy conversation, hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're just getting ready to institute um, a no cell phone in the exam room policy. Because that's really difficult too. You know, we're trying to have a very serious conversation and in the exam room. Yeah. It's different for human medicine. You know, of course, they have signs everywhere saying no devices, no. Right. Some of that's for interference. Some of that's also because they have very strong HIPAA regulations, and so they don't want somebody on the other end potentially to hear what they're discussing with the patient. Right. For us, we don't have that, but it's more, you know, just don't be rude. Don't take phone calls while I'm ha- trying to have a serious conversation with you in an exam room. Um, Dr. Hayes is a um, soft tissue surgeon from Cornell, and she sometimes fills in for me just to give me a little bit of relief. And um, there was a story about the first or second time she did so, she walked into an exam room, and the woman put her hand up and said, excuse me, can you just wait a second? I'm Googling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> So Dr. Hayes said, I'll come back and just left the room for about 30 minutes and then came back and said, did I pass? Am I sufficient for you? And the woman said, okay, so I can talk to you now. And it was just kind of like, what? Wow. Yeah. So I think for baby, for me, general public, you know, for me, it's just, let's turn your cell phones off and just be courteous. That's all. But anyway. Well, I have a crazy and fun topic for us Go today. Ahead. Um, there has been this. This came about because uh, a friend contacted me um, because she was considering uh, representing a company that is selling CBD oil, and she had explained to me that you know she is taking it, her daughter takes it, family members mm. take it, uh, chronic inflammation, pain, headaches, whatever the thing may be. Um, and she said, look, you know, for what it's worth anecdotally, I swear by it. I think it does really good things. This company had approached her because it was a CBD oil that could be used in animals. And in their materials, it has a veterinary neurologist um, who's not affiliated with the company, but was giving it sort of a positive rating and saying it's good stuff. So she contacted me and said, what is the deal on the veterinary side? And I said, you know, the best I can tell you right now is the jury's out. There really is no stance except for it is the number one topic of give us some information. And so I said, let me get back to you. I'll do some research. And, and in the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to research as much as possible. There's limited information, but I thought, you know, this is a great topic to just discuss. When we have, um, we put on continuing education seminars what we call CE seminars every month for the um, veterinary community. And it's one of the number one topics that they are asking us to present. So they're sort of saying, if you can find somebody that can come and speak to us with some knowledge about CBD, like what really the trend is so far ahead of everybody that we all felt sort of feel left behind. On the AVMA, American Veterinary Medical Board, they are, or association, excuse me, they're basically saying, don't think about it, don't touch it, don't dispense it, don't recommend it, it is not for you, just stay out of the legal ramifications because we really don't know what's going on. The reality is AVMA can say that, um, but then on the other side of that coin is, you know, we're asked about it all the time. People are, are 
are already administering it to themselves, to their animals. Um, on the human side, there's only a couple products that the FDA has approved. And, and like everything else, I think I've talked about nutraceuticals before, this falls in the category of nutraceuticals. The big issue right now is that you have to have a class one license to even do research, and that's very unusual. In the veterinary side, there might be three people in this entire country with that level of a licensure to do research on these types of drugs. So the research is limited. Um, I mean, that's true even on the human side. And then the biggest thing is the nutraceuticals, um, you know, I was talking to somebody and she said, you know, CVS carries it now. And I thought, well, they right do. in there lies the problem. You, anything that you grab off the shelf, there is no way, no one has or will be testing that product to say that what they say is in that product is what's in that product. You know, like 10 years ago, I think it was GNC and the um, glucosamine chondroitin supplements. Mm -hmm. Somebody went in and literally wiped off the shelves and took every single product back to the laboratory and tested it. And it was like not one matched the ingredient <laughs> list that was inside the product. Wow. Not did it not only match some ingredients weren't there, there were things in there that they didn't say were in there, and the concentrations of things in there were not supposed to be in those concentrations. There are some chondroitin supplements, um, Cosequin, Dasequin, human side and veterinary side, they gave their product to the FDA and said, test away. And so those are the only products that when I talk to a client, I say, I have confidence that when I prescribe this to you, what it says is in there is in there. CBD oil, this is like the rage, it's the vogue. We know uh, anecdotally about these children who have seizure disorders and all the media that we've seen about how it helps them. And why wouldn't you wanna help a child with seizures? Why wouldn't you wanna help anyone with an ailment if this is the thing that's going to help them? The problem is you can't extrapolate that to animals. You can't say, and even quite honestly to yourself, you can't say, if it works in children with seizures, it's gonna work in dogs with seizures. With that said, I know some veterinary neuro neurologists who are utilizing it and they say, of 10 patients I give it to, one continues to seize. So there is something to it. Nobody's denying that. I think the hard part is just knowing which products to use, are they reputable, is the content within what they say it's going to be. Um, you know, those neurologists that I speak of, I'm not even sure which products they're using, if they're using a human-labeled one and they're using it off-label or how they're doing it. Because again, according to the AVMA, they're saying, don't touch it, don't dispense it, don't talk about it, don't recommend it, don't. So, you know, this is one of those things. I'm not, I'm not in this race. I think there are some people that swear by it. I also remember 20 years ago when echinacea was all the rage and everybody was like, oh my yeah. God, if you take echinacea, you won't have yeah. a cold. I took it and I thought, didn't do anything for me, but that's just me. CBD oil, I feel like it's another one of those things where everybody's hoping it's gonna be the panacea. It's gonna be the thing that stops your chronic pain and it gets rid of your headaches and it makes you relax and it makes you happy, whatever. Um, I just think everybody needs to sort of 
let's take let's a deep say breath. what it is too. CBD oil. Yeah. So defining uh, it. Yeah, like uh, it's cannabis. Da 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 da. All right. right. But it is definitely a, a byproduct of the marijuana plant. Correct. So therefore, it has all kinds of wild and crazy applications, and it also, for the ones you're talking about, they have removed that hallucinogenic piece of it. The THC. So yep. it's not in there. So when people think of this oil, they think, oh, if I put it on my skin, I'll get high. No. Uh, no. That's right. not the way it works. Right. So it's ingested in a lot of different ways. It's capsules, it's creams, it's oils, everything. Yep. There, yeah. there, you know, the there's somebody that has it, I think like one of the gas stations down the road from the <laughs> no kidding. carries it. And and here's the thing, you know, <laughs> again, it's also while it's vogue and it's on the uptick, it's extremely profitable. So, you know, you can walk yeah. into a a store like a CVS or something or a pharmacy and they're selling bottles for like sixty five dollars a vial. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they bought it for, um, you know, but that makes a lot of product. So there's, this is sort of one of those split things. I believe, I know that it does something for certain patients. The, the hard part is that the federal government is so strict about the type of research that can be done on any component, THC, CBD, it doesn't matter, that it's limiting the research that can be performed and all these products are just being made and labeled the CBD's out there, people think it's going to be the panacea, don't know. You know, if you try it and you think it makes you feel better, great. But if not, just please be careful. And certainly, like, would you give it to your kid? Think then if you would give it to your dog. There you go. Please. Good advice. Nicole, yeah. how can anyone get in touch with you? Uh, VRAC's phone number is 570-587-7777. Uh, and we also have a Facebook page, Instagram, um, VRECPA. There you go. Well, thank yeah. you, and a happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. You too. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. And uh, see you then. See you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.